The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Good morning, everybody, or good afternoon, whatever time it is that you're tuning in, or good evening, potentially. Those of you tuning in, it is Tuesday, October 4th, 2022. It is the final regular season edition of Payoff Pitch. We are Action Network's baseball betting podcast presented by BetMGM. I'm your host, Brennan Glasheen, with two Action Network baseball contributors, senior editor, Colin Whitchurch, Sean Zarillo, senior writer. We have 18 games to get to on the slate today. We're going to get uh, throughout the course of this podcast, we will be touching on some of the races that still have a few games and uh, races that have very tight races that have potential with these final few games to get really interesting um, down the stretch. So that will come up, no question, but same as usual, best bets, We'll fade the public, I think. We'll find out. Verlander's pitching today for the Astros. Interesting. Interleague series to wrap up the year. Underdogs and then some final bets before we go. But first. Did you really think we weren't going to start this podcast without mentioning the greatness of the Oakland Athletics last night? The Angels had a 94% cover rate with two outs in the ninth inning, down four to two. Sean Zarillo put it on Twitter last night as well. It was all Angels again. They were going to win their eighth game in a row. They had won seven straight for this win total under. Time for an Angels update. They lose. They lost. The Angels lost. They are not going to reach over 75 and a half wins. The A's do amazing things, and I am sorry. That was how we had to start today. Um, who wants to weigh in? Zarillo was, <laughs> was on this too. It was it was very entertaining. Zerillo and I were talking this morning about how you were 
bombarding both of our DMs last night with your uh, with your angels watching madness. For those uh, for those who are not privy, Brendan bet the under on the Angels win total at the All Star break. It's the only bet he's given out all year on this podcast. Sure. Was very gung ho about it. Looked like it was going to be an easy hit. And then down the stretch, they were playing the likes of the Athletics and the Rangers. Favorites, 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 wins, 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 come down to the final three days of the season. And if the Angels went out, they go over their win total. Last night blew a 4 nothing lead in the eighth inning, lost in extras. We're celebrating, we're raising the Angels' win total under victory banner for Brendan this afternoon. And I should note that now, I mean, that was, that was a midseason win totals bet. There are only two teams right now, if we're going off of uh, kind of uh, closing win total numbers in the preseason, there are two win totals still outstanding. The Blue Jays and Cubs both need one win in their final two games to cash their over. There have been 12 teams that have clinched going over their preseason win total. 16 teams have clinched going under their preseason win total with the Blue Jays and Cubs outstanding. It's been a fun thing to bring up. So all joking aside, we have, I mean, we have brought it up. I've brought it up from time to time when Zarello's like betting the angels or he's fading them. I applaud him if he's betting them to win. I don't like it, but Zarello, it's a bigger point um, that you've had, a, you've had a great month here, but the variance in this sport is just wild. I mean, you've got the, we're going to do the twins funeral too, as well as the, uh, the angels celebration, but yeah, that's been a, uh, oh, the angels. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I bet the Twins over 78 and a half at the start of the year. It closed around 82 and a half after they made some late moves. And they've gone, I believe, 10 and 21 in September and October to not only just catapult themselves out of the divisional lead, but also to blow their one total over. So quite the collapse from the Twins. I was on the A's money line last night, in addition to betting that Angels win total under at the All-Star break with Brendan. And I was debating for the brand whether or not I wanted the A's to come back and win because I thought it would just be more entertaining to see what kind of mood Brendan was in today had they not pulled off the comeback. But I am glad that we're celebrating this. I just, I don't know if it was uh, better or worse for the podcast that they ended up winning. It's a great point. It's a great point. So yeah, all right. The Angels delivered last night by losing uh, to secure the under 75 and a half wins. Yes, it would have made for some... Great fodder, as Colin brought up to me, too, in our discussion on uh, on Slack. So, all right, that's enough of that. But uh, just just we had to start with the Angels. Thank you. And just the way it happened, too, was just, oh, oh it was great. It was just great. Two Never hours, doubt. Think, yeah, it was great. It was just, if it was just like a standard A's win and they take, like, no, it's not as fun. If they do it over the weekend, this isn't as fun, you know? And then, but, but, but it, oh, it's great. This is your Angels update. Let's go to best bets. Again, 18 games today. So I'm curious what you guys are picking and choosing from on this slate. And I think Colin said this right before we started recording, like, well, this team cares. This team won't care. This team cares. It's just funny how you you have to do consider these things. So, Colin, why don't you start us off with your uh, your best bet? Just go out there and try to have fun, you know. You know, having fun is the name of the game. Hey, you trying to make an ass of me? Get on that back! <laughs> Yeah, one team I'm not counting on caring too much tonight is the Milwaukee Brewers officially eliminated from postseason contention last night. Pour one out for our Brewers World Series futures that we had at the beginning of the season. They're facing Zach Gallen and the Diamondbacks, and Gallen 
you know, in a world where Sandy Alcantara doesn't exist, Zach Gallen is your NL Cy Young winner. He has been absolutely phenomenal this season and particularly down the stretch. He hasn't allowed more than three earned runs in a start since July 8th. And during that span, that's 14 starts. Only twice has he even allowed three earned runs. So that's 12 out of 14 starts since July 8th where he's allowed two runs or fewer. During that span, he's thrown 92 innings, has a 1.37 ERA, and has only allowed a 430 OPS. We talk about Miles Straw going for the crown of most uh, at-bats by an outfielder with uh, the lowest OPS possible. That's about 100 points lower than Miles Straw's OPS, what, what Zach Gallen is allowing. And that includes the start against the Brewers. September 4th, he threw seven shutout innings against these Brewers, allowed just two hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. Overall for the season, he has a 2.46 ERA, 3.10 expected ERA, and a 3.27 expected FIP, which is absolutely phenomenal. We're going to see him listed as one of the NL Cy Young favorites next year. The Diamondbacks have to be pleased with that return, with what he's provided them. On the other side, I'm not trusting the Diamondbacks offense, however, for as little as the Brewers are probably going to care for as, as worn out and tired and dejected as they're going to be after their elimination. They have Eric Lauer on the mound. And the Diamondbacks are the worst hitting team right now against left-handed pitching. You look at their full season number, they're only tied for third worst against lefties. 83 weighted runs created plus at 17% below a league average offense. Since August 1st, that number's all the way down at 64. A 64 weighted runs created plus against left-handed pitching. 36% below the average. It's by far the worst way to run created plus against lefties in baseball during that span. Lauer has been fine for the Brewers. 383 ERA, 417 expected ERA, 408 expected FIP. I don't expect the Diamondbacks to hit him early. Don't expect the Brewers to hit Gallon at all. You can see where I'm going with this. It is a first five innings total play, staying away from the full game. The bullpens don't expect the Brewers to use any of their top arms, whether they're leading or trailing. So go with the first five under in Diamondbacks Brewers at three and a half under three and a half minus one fifteen. If you get under three out there, that's fine. Just increases your risk of push, but three and a half minus one fifteen or better. That's my best bet today. Feels like yesterday we were talking about Zach Gallon, one of the best names in baseball. So the last of Zach Gallon we will see uh, this season. So very good. Zarillo, you're going to go to a total as well. Yeah, this might be the first time all year I've gone to a total for best bets, maybe since yeah. earlier in the season. Um, you know, this isn't really what I would deem a best bet relative to the other podcasts that we've had. This is a very odd slate to handicap. I know we always have to plug the app, tell people to download it, follow our picks, et cetera. It has never been more important to track my notes and what I'm putting in than it is today. I've already bought out of two different bets that I've placed on two different games there's so much up in the air still to be determined. We're going to go through it as we go through the rest of this podcast. But a bet that is there that I like that things are not going to change on is the over in the White Sox Twins game, Lucas Giolito against Josh Winder. I've been betting against Giolito very consistently throughout the year. Velocity remains down 1.5 miles an hour. Metrics have fallen about a run relative to previous years. It is a lesser version of Giolito. I would be concerned going into next year. But on the other side of the matchup, Josh Winder for the Twins, expected ERA over five. Don't really see any reason for either of these teams to throw key relievers out today. I don't even think Liam Hendricks will be available for the White Sox after having a relatively stressful inning last night. No reason to get him hurt going into next year. So 
a lot of reasons why I like the overs in this matchup with the starting pitchers that are going. I projected the totals around 7.8 and about 4.3 respectively. So the first five over four to minus 117, the full game over seven and a half to minus 107. You could split your wagers between those. That would be technically my best bet for today, but relative to previous weeks, again, it is probably so much less of a best bet in comparison. Colin, quickly, I'm not even trying to start the White Sox slander. Are you concerned about G- are you are you concerned about Giolito going forward? Because it it hasn't been great. Yeah, to a certain extent, he uh, he had about a COVID earlier this year, which I, I I'm not going to 100% blame his lack of efficiency on that. But I think that he will be a prime bounce back candidate in 2023. He'll have a a full regular off season and spring training. And obviously this sounds somewhat like making excuses because there's a lot of pitchers who didn't have that and pitched fine this year, but that combined with the COVID just the, the whole wonkiness and and of the White Sox season, having the worst defense imaginable playing behind him. I think that they could make some changes in the off season where he'll, he'll rebound. I don't know if he'll ever be the ACE he was a couple of years ago, but, um, to be as fadeable as he has been this year, I, I'm a little bit more optimistic that we won't see that next season. I shouldn't mention his last start. He sat at 90.8 miles an hour. That's his low for the season. So it's actually been trending even worse, colder weather. There's other things to consider him not dialing in as much, knowing that they have nothing to play for, but the velocity is actually continuing to trend in the wrong direction. Okay, let's move on to fade the public. We'll find out if we're going to fade the public today. Justin Verlander on the mound for the Astros. It is a national TV game on TBS. They are taking on the Philadelphia Phillies, who the Phillies are uh, in an interesting spot. We were just talking before we went on, like they're in the playoffs, but the question is, are they going to play the Mets or are they going to play the Cardinals? So it would much rather in their situation probably play the Cardinals because running into the Mets in a three-game series to begin the postseason would not be ideal. So we'll see how the, the, the Phillies handle this, but they're getting picked against today. Houston's getting all the money, 93% of the, of the bets uh, coming in, as well as 97% of the money on Verlander and Houston. Are we fading the public, Colin? I'm riding with the Astros, um, assuming that the Phillies are have, have the hangover lineup tonight after clinching the playoff spot last night. That combined with the fact that they're going against Verlander. I believe this line has been trending in the Astros' direction. I grabbed minus 180 on the Astros overnight. I honestly like the Astros at anything better than minus 200. This is a rare instance where you're going to see us betting a heavy favorite. As you mentioned, Brendan, the Phillies still have some seating they could play for if they want to. They're one game behind the Padres for the second wild card spot or the five seed in the National League. That spot gets you a first round meeting with the NL East loser, the first NL wild card spot, which is looking like it's going to be the Mets. If you're in the Phillies position, would you rather play the Mets in a three game series or the Cardinals in a three game series? All due respect to the Cardinals, who I feel like we disrespect on a regular basis on this podcast, but you would absolutely rather play the Cardinals. So I don't think they have anything to play for. I think that they partied hard in H-Town last night. I've partied in downtown Houston. It's not that fun. Pretty lame city. No offense, Houstonians, but up here in Austin, much more where you would rather party. 
But the Phillies partied hard. Astros are going to roll behind Verlander tonight. I am with the public. Okay. Zarillo? Colin just shooting strays at Houston right now. Um, Phillies ended a long playoff drought too. So I'm sure there was definitely a lot to celebrate for that team. I'd say manager of the year probably comes down to Rob Thompson or Terry Francona. I think those two are the most deserving. I'm on the Astros here as well. As Colin said, as soon as that game ended, I basically bet against the Phillies for today, assuming players would be out of the lineup. The Astros do not technically have anything to play for either. Two days, two days left in the season. Maybe their A lineup plays today and then sits tomorrow. That's a lot of what you have to watch for in the next two days is who's going to sit when with these teams that have qualified, who's going to sit for teams that were just eliminated. So the Astros here to minus 210 for the first five, minus 190 for the full game. That's where I would bet them up to. Got minus 180, and minus 200 respectively. So definitely think the Astros or pass is the side. Phillies have nothing to play for because even though they technically can move up in wildcard positioning, it is a better matchup for them against the Cardinals. I would favor them in games one and two against the Cardinals with assuming Willard versus Wainwright and then Noah against Nicholas. So Phillies definitely to their benefit to lose out. And on top of that, Ranger Suarez is no reason to be pushed today either. So doubt you see the Phillies top relievers. Jose Alvarado had pretty stressful work last night. And then Suarez is probably going to be a four and out or a five and out kind of pitcher today. I was a little surprised too, to see, Verlander pitching. I thought maybe they'd give him a, a break, but I guess it's better off to leave him in his uh, normal spot just for continuity purposes because it looks like he's going to get the Cy Young. He is the heavy favorite uh, over on the uh, BetMGM um, site. So Verlander is going today. We'll see how long, but yeah, that's that's an advantage for sure. If the- Yeah, these teams that are, are going to have the break with that wild card round, it's just kind of keeping everybody on track. And Makes sense. you may see the Astros starters play it out till the end because of that because they're going to get that rest period built in anyway. Yep, yep. It makes it makes sense. Okay, so we like the favorite, the Astros. Let's see if we do like an underdog for today or where we can find one. I would like to think we can with a big board. 18 games on this uh, October 4th Tuesday. Uh, where's my dog? Uh-huh. Where's my dog? Uh, where's my dog? Colin, what do you got for us? Yeah, there's another one of those weird pitching dependent picks, but it is game one of Tigers Mariners doubleheader today. Looked like it was going to be Eduardo Rodriguez against Marco Gonzalez. The Mariners shuffling their rotation around at the time of this recording. We are seeing that that game one pitching matchup is going to be Eduardo Rodriguez against Chris Flexen, our old friend, Chris Flexen, who won us a lot of money last year relegated to the bullpen this year is actually been fine in relief but he's not a starting pitcher I don't expect him to go deep and I don't expect the Mariners to be trying all that hard after the Blue Jays clinched the top AL wildcard spot last night I like Eduardo Rodriguez he's looked better as the season has gone on after coming back from injury he's you know been been a competent six inning arm for the Tigers he went six and two third shutout against the Royals last time out quality start against the White Sox back-to-back starts before that he did get roughed up by the Mariners at the beginning of the month but again this is not going to be the Mariners at full strength they lost Sam Haggerty to injury last night might have lost him for the wild card round he's not the most important piece to that lineup but it just kind of goes to show you that they need to be a little bit more careful 
down the stretch here and having to play a double header against the Tigers today is probably not their favorite. They also have a bullpen game going in game two of this double header projected right now. So they're going to look for some length out of Chris Flexen, which is bad news for Flexen and the Mariners. So I like the Tigers here over the full game plus 125 or better. Excellent. Good stuff. How about you, Zarello? Good uh, underdog that you like today. Yeah, I'll probably be playing the Nationals both in game one and game two against the Mets. We have national starters, Corey Abbott game one and Paolo Espino in game two. Espino four to third innings away, by the way, from setting the record for most innings pitched in a season without a win. And they need to get him to five innings to get a win. So he may set that if the Nationals do not win today. Uh, we just don't have Mets pitchers. It was supposed poor, to be Abbott. Poor guy. Yeah, poor, I'm, I'm rooting very hard for Espino today. I will be betting his win props absolutely regardless of whether I bet the Nationals just for fun. But we don't have Mets starters. Carlos Carrasco was supposed to face Corey Abbott yesterday. Taiwan Walker was supposed to face Espino today. Curious to see what the Mets do because if the Braves win, the Mets cannot advance their position at all and they're going to be stuck in the wild card round regardless. It is raining here in New York all day. I would assume that game one will start before the Braves start game one. The Mets will probably not announce their game two pitcher until game one is ended. But assuming it is Abbott versus Carrasco in game one, even if it's Abbott against Taiwan Walker in game one, because I don't really show a massive difference between Carrasco and Walker, I'll end up liking the Nationals at about plus 220 or better. So the Nationals game one, game two will be my favorite underdog bets for today. I am more than assuming we will find value. We've been finding value both against the Mets and on the Nationals for quite a bit. Nationals have been playing well in the second half, 18th in offense, 18th in bullpen metrics. They've actually been playing better without Juan Soto and Josh Bell than they were with them. So Nationals actually fighting pretty hard down the stretch. Some good defensive players on that team, not playing as terribly as I thought they might without those players. Okay. Yep. I like that. Go back to the well on the nationals. They, they were kind to us even before the Soto trade, they were, uh, they were fighting a little bit. Um, by the way, Braves Marlins is at six forty, So that could start. I think, I think you said this, just clarifying what you said. They would start that game would start probably when game one's over. Yes. Yeah, so right? Mets, Mets then, game one is supposed to start at four ten. There, there, it seems like there's a window where the rain may stop. This afternoon in Queens, uh, so they may be able to get that game in. They should probably push it up, if anything, because it may actually be better earlier in the afternoon. But yeah, that game should be basically settling by the time the Braves start their game. And that's that's another point to the the Braves line as well and all the uncertainty that we have today. If the Mets are down 7 nothing by the time that Braves game is starting, the Braves have no reason to play their starters today. So definitely something to keep an eye on because the magic number is at 1, even though the Braves only have a one-game lead, they do hold the tiebreaker over the Mets. So essentially, it is a game and a half. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So that, that makes more sense. Four o'clock Eastern start or 410. So that, yeah, that changes things a little bit. Okay. Final bets. Of of all slates, I think we only have a couple today. Colin's got one. I think Zarillo's got one more. So go ahead, yeah, fellas. So these, are, these are our final bets of the regular season 2022. Looking forward to to speaking with everyone every single day during these playoffs. You better believe we're going to be all over the postseason. But my final bet of 2022 regular season is to go where else between the two heavyweights in the NL Central, the Cubs and the Reds. This is a small play on the Cubs here who have been, you know, 
pretty dang good. I think since the All-Star break, they have a better record than the Mets or something like that. And they're going against Luis Sessa and the Reds today. Javier Assad has been pretty dang good for the Cubs down the stretch as kind of an unknown entity when he got called up. But his main issue is that he walks a lot of batters. He's got some pretty decent swing and miss stuff, but he does walk a lot of batters. However, the Reds are bottom five in the league in walk rate, bottom five in the league in walk rate against right-handed pitching. So I think Assad can carve them up a little bit. I'm seeing this game as close to a coin flip. If you can get the Cubs minus 105 out there, I would recommend that. However, I would bet them to minus 115 for the full game. Do worry a little bit about the Chicago bullpen, but since these bullpen hasn't been much better down the stretch. So if you want to go first five innings and cut out the bullpens, I won't blame you, but I have faith in the Cubs over the full game tonight. All right. What do you got for us, Zarillo? One last bet for us in this regular season. Yeah, well, the Giants were going to be my best bet for today. And then there's been a lot of talk about Carlos Rodon maybe skipping his final start of the season because he has qualified for his contract opt-in. It is still unofficial yet that he is in or out. He is officially listed on MLB.com. The Giants beat writers are saying that he may skip his final start. It is not guaranteed. I am judging off of the market movement that somebody knows something and he's not pitching today because the line has seemed about 20 cents against them since this morning. If, in fact, Rodon does pitch, the Giants at plus 135 is a tremendous bet because that would make that closer to about plus 105, would actually favor them for the first five innings, and you can get around plus 125 on that right now. So keep an eye on Rodon. Maybe set those Twitter notifications for Rodon today because if he gets announced in, if he gets confirmed, the Giants are a tremendous bet. I do want to give out an actual, actual bet, though, that I will be playing regardless. That would be the Orioles and the Jays over 7.5 plus money. Would prefer plus money to an over seven at minus 120. It's just the larger edge at that plus money, even though you get the push probability on seven. Seven minus 117 is closer to seven and a half of plus money. So the Orioles and the Jays over seven and a half will be my final bet that I will give out on this podcast for the regular season, but definitely keep an eye on that Giants line because with Radon technically still being listed, it would be a tremendous value. And we like, well, if you've got the Blue Jays over, runs are a good thing too. Um, if you like the Blue Jays to win tonight. But yeah, those those Orioles have been feisty, as we all know. Both teams kill righties, top 10 against righties, especially since the All-Star break. The Orioles splits fall off pretty dramatically against lefties. I don't know if that has something to do. We should mention it one more time with their dramatic left field wall out there and not being able to pull the ball as well against left-handed pitchers. But both teams definitely smoking against right-handed pitching. All right, gents. Very good. Great stuff. I know we started off with the uh, the celebrations and the the, the funeral of, of the twins over, but uh, we got we got through. We got through an excellent season. Uh, we have a lot coming. As we highlighted on Friday of last week, we will have payoff pitch pretty much every weekday throughout the playoffs. There are two exceptions built in the schedule. October 10th, which is a Monday, in October 27th, and that is because there are no games. So in some capacity, you will get this trio, um, as well as others, that will appear throughout the MLB postseason. So that makes Friday very exciting, and we're looking forward to that. We will get in some look-ahead playoff stuff on Friday, so teams we like to win the whole thing, um, for example, 
as well as teams that could represent each league in the uh, World Series. Just using examples as to what we might do uh, for a betting preview of the MLB postseason. If you haven't done so already and you're just into baseball when the playoffs start, that's your sort of thing. Please rate, review, subscribe, and maybe you'll find some value in this podcast during the regular season. That's going to do it for this episode of Payoff Pitch presented by BetMGM. Don't forget again to follow both Sean Zarello and Colin Woodchurch. Uh, and you can maybe find an Angels bet for me at some point uh, in the near future ever uh, by searching Payoff Pitch Podcast in the Action Network app for Colin Woodchurch, Sean Zarello, Brendan Glasheen. Thanks, everybody. We will join you again Friday. Thanks for tuning in all regular season. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.